0: Hi, I'm Dr. Alicia Armitstead. I'm a chiropractor who specializes in nutrition for the last 14 years in New York City and Connecticut. And I've worked with a numerous amount of cancer patients ranging from stage zero breast cancer to stage four ovarian cancer. I have seen patients go into remission for all sorts of cancer, including prostate, bladder, liver, lymphoma, leukemia, and more. I am humbled by this disease and how pervasive it is and what it does to the body. But I always have hope when helping patients with it because there are so many things that we can do nutritionally to help the body fight the cancer. I don't use the word fight lightly. When it comes to cancer, there is a cellular war going on that we need to do everything we can to take back our health. When I say everything, I mean it. We do need to do everything we can to take control of our health and heal the body. When working with a patient, I have found it is most successful to work with where the patient is at. Because I muscle test for food sensitivities, changing one's diet is a big step in my office. If patients are ready to give up sugar, coffee, alcohol, cold turkey, then great, we do it. But if they need baby steps and it might take three or four weeks to come off of the food... Then we do that. But when it comes to cancer, no matter what type of cancer it is or what stage they are at, when I ask my patients to change up the food, it's time to buckle down and do everything it takes to get better. There's very little room for gradients because the body's health is just in too much danger. It is asking for this type of commitment from patients with cancer up front that I think gives patients a really high success rate in our office. Every patient is different when it comes to healing protocols, but I wanted to share with you today what I see the majority of my cancer patients benefiting from. The first thing that makes the biggest difference in my cancer patients is to take sugar out of their diet, and anything that actually turns into sugar as well, because cancer cells cannot grow without sugar. When doing imaging for cancer, the hospital actually makes you drink a gross metallic drink loaded with sugar So that when the drink goes into the body, the cancer cells eat that up. And that the cancer cell actually on the imaging lights up white because they just took in all that sugar. Where the normal tissue stays a gray color. When Western medicine doctors know cancer cells love sugar, and yet the majority of oncologists say that changing your diet won't matter. I've even had a patient with stomach cancer tell me that her oncologist says it doesn't matter what she eats. It's just not how they see the body. Yet I'm at the other extreme where I believe that everything you put in your mouth will either feed the cancer or help the body fight the war. Nothing is neutral. Everything you eat is either helping you or hindering you, and that goes for the body in general, not just for cancer patients. So I'm very strict about this. No sugar of any kind, including no fruit sugar or simple carbohydrates. My average cancer patient eats about 75 grams of carbohydrates a day. That's not to say that they're on a specific ketogenic diet, for every patient follows a diet tailor-made for them. And it doesn't matter what kind of cancer, all cancer eats sugar. So all cancer patients eat low carb. It is also the type of carbohydrates that makes a difference. That's why we must muscle test to find every patient-specific diet for them. But in general, the more complex the carb, the better. To find the specific diet, we must muscle test and get biofeedback from the body. We have over 125 different homeopathic food vials, spices, and herbs to test for. Not only can we tell your body what foods to stay away from, but also which ones the body should actually eat more of because they are really beneficial versus the ones that are just slightly beneficial. Remember, everything you put in your mouth makes a difference and I truly love using food as medicine. A common question I get from cancer patients is, should they be vegan? Because there's a lot of information out there about a plant-based diet being better for the body because it's more alkaline. Again, my answer is to muscle test. Even though a plant-based diet is very cleansing to the body with lots of health benefits, everybody is different. And while some people will respond well to a plant-based diet with no animal products, others need to eat chicken or even steak once in a while to get the right protein to heal. What you also need to know is if you are on a healing journey as a person with cancer is that you can do western medicine, chemo, radiation, and alternative medicine. And at Healing Arts, you can take the drugs while supporting the body with the right nutrition. Unfortunately, because little is known about chemo interactions with supplements, a lot of oncologists don't like people doing nutrition protocols while doing western medicine. This is where the patient has to take their health into their own hands and make a choice. It's always your choice, and we as doctors are only here to support you. Never forget who's on the driver's seat. In fact, I just helped one of my patients become tumor-free and disease-free after seven months with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. She chose to do both, and her oncologist couldn't believe how fast it worked because her treatment protocol was actually for 18 months and she did it in seven. Whether you do Western medicine with alternative medicine or just alternative medicine, it is essential to restore health to the body's organs, and actually the health of the liver is essential to any cancer recovery. The liver is a master organ. Its main functions include detoxification of blood, storing large quantities of glucose, which is a type of sugar which we look at as food for cells. The liver also produces bile for digestion and it purifies the blood. So what does the liver have to do with cancer recovery? Let's first look at how cancer begins. Cancer results when your immune system is suppressed due to high stress hormone cortisol levels, causing healthy somatids to morph. Somatids are actually tiny organisms within the blood, and sometimes they can actually morph into harmful pathogenic fungi. That's right, I don't even know how to explain how pathogenic this morphed fungus is. But these fungi are able to enter into healthy cells to feed on stress-induced glucose reserves, which cause cell mutations, which allow the cancer to grow. These fungi also target the liver for its large quantities of glucose and when they do this then they excrete into the liver mycotoxins which are a very acidic waste product. These morphed somatids also damage the liver's ability to repair and strengthen the immune system to repair itself because the liver is just overloaded with toxins. This is the reason why many cancer patients I see have a weakened liver. The more the liver is damaged, the more the immune system is damaged, the greater number of toxins in the body to lower the overall health and allow the morphed fungi to grow. So it is very important to stop this cycle by cleansing and detoxing the liver for optimum cancer recovery. It is then twice as important for us to support your liver if you choose to do chemo to help the liver detox those medications. Always cleanse the colon before detoxing the liver. If you detox the liver without first cleansing the colon, toxins eliminated from the liver that move to the colon for excretion will become trapped in the colon and be reabsorbed back through the body, through the intestinal lining into the liver again. In cleansing the colon, the goal is to use muscle testing to identify what toxins and also what bad gut flora are trapped there. We look for bad bacteria, viruses, mold, fungi, and parasites. There is usually more than one type, actually, that has to be handled. Colon cleansing will usually include psyllium, boosting up the immune system so the body can fight the bad gut flora, and internal cleansing herbs. A good intestinal cleansing program will help you get rid of pounds of foul-smelling food and debris, which can actually be stuck to the colon wall. When you're done detoxifying your colon and killing bad gut flora, it is also important to incorporate good bacteria back into the gut by taking a probiotic. And there are so many types of probiotics and finding the right one for you can make all the difference. Sometimes actually rotating a few is what is needed. It depends on how depleted the microbiome is. Microbiome is the gut flora environment. For more information on how to repair and heal the gut, listen to my podcast called Digestion, Leaky Gut, and Lectins. I also recommend to many of my cancer patients to detoxify the body and colon of acids by soaking in a daily baking soda bath for 20 minutes, adding two-thirds cup of baking soda. This is usually done at night to relax the body for bed. These baths will help detox, but also decrease stress, which is important not only for cancer patients, but for all patients. The body's own ability to heal itself is limited when stressed. Remember how I said cancer begins when your immune system is suppressed due to high stress levels, and then these high stress levels cause high cortisol levels, and it's this cortisol which causes healthy somatids to morph high levels of cortisol cause lactic acid to build up in the body and is this acid that somatids use that cause them to morph. I will put studies in the description that explain these findings but put simply, if you can get rid of the toxic emotions that cause the lactic acid in your cells, the cancer fungus will devolve back into the healthy harmless somatid. They can morph to this pathogenic fungus and they can actually devolve and morph back, because then they don't have any more lactic acid to feed off of in order to ferment. Drinking carrot juice daily will also help to detoxify the liver and restore cancer health, as will drinking Essiac tea. And apart from being low cost and safe to use, aloe vera is a great way to help open up detox pathways in the liver. When it comes to drinking carrot juice all day, Gerson therapy is a very specific protocol for cancer patients that includes tons of carrot juice and other juices. To be specific, Gerson therapy has you drinking 13 glasses of juice a day. The juice must be freshly made from organic fruits and vegetables and be taken once every hour. The protocol also includes helping the liver and detox using coffee enemas and taking a specific supplement protocol, which I like to muscle test patients for, including CoQ10, iodine, flax oil, and more. And actually, when it comes to flax oil, there's a special snack I like people to have on a daily basis. It comes from the Budwig protocol, which is used to kill cancer as well. It's six tablespoons cottage cheese. I use Nancy's organic full fat cottage cheese, three tablespoons of cold pressed organic refrigerated flaxseed oil, two tablespoons of freshly ground flaxseed. I grind it in the coffee grinder. You can add to it nuts if you want and then fruit a little bit if you wanted like you would yogurt but obviously no fruit for my cancer patients. Blend it together until it emulsifies and go ahead and eat it right away. Consuming this daily can help rebuild your cell membranes and it is also incredible for cleaning out the colon. It is loaded with probiotics and fermentable fiber that can transform the health of your small intestine and colon. However, note if you have colon cancer, then don't do the actual flax seeds, just the cottage cheese and the flax oil. And if you can't consume the dairy because of a food sensitivity or an allergy, then I suggest getting muscle tested to see if your body would respond better to unsweetened coconut yogurt. I personally don't eat or drink cow's milk, but I do eat this snack with the cottage cheese on a daily basis when I test for it as good maintenance to help my body stay optimal. Dr. Budwig found that the health of your cells can quickly be reversed by consuming this daily mixture of cottage cheese, flax seeds, and flaxseed oil. Dr. Budwig also discovered this method wasn't just effective for helping to prevent or treat cancer, but also in healing heart disease, diabetes, eczema, psoriasis, arthritis, hormone imbalances, and neurological conditions. Another thing to add to your diet is apple cider vinegar. Even though studies are mixed about whether or not drinking apple cider vinegar helps in the treatment of cancer, I have gotten great results in my office when patients drink a special apple cider vinegar concoction every morning on an empty stomach. The medicinal drink is one tablespoon organic apple cider vinegar, a half of an organic lime squeezed, a third teaspoon baking soda. The baking soda will fizz, so let it fizz out and then add a half a cup of warm water. Then add a pinch of cayenne, a pinch of turmeric, and a pinch of black pepper. Drink 20 minutes or more before breakfast every day. Make sure the water is warm and not hot, for hot water will change the properties of the vinegar and the lime juice that we don't want. It has to be diluted, but it also has to have the baking soda and the lime juice, which are alkaline and help raise the pH. The higher the pH, the less acidic you are, which is important in order to decrease the lactic acid. The spices are added to the tincture because cayenne will increase circulation, which is beneficial in healing and turmeric has anti-inflammatory properties. The black pepper is to make the turmeric be more medicinal. I also suggest to cancer patients to rub frankincense oil on their skin over the tumor twice a day, morning and night. Even though research shows frankincense oil is good for melanomas and bladder cancers, I see that it helps with all sorts of my cancer patients. And it actually really helps when the patient is undergoing radiation. With enough radiation treatments, the skin will eventually become very red and hot and painful. It's like you're burning the skin. But if you apply frankincense oil to it every day, even before the skin starts to burn, you'll notice that when it does actually start to burn, it just won't be so inflamed and painful, and it heals much faster than if you don't put frankincense oil on it. Besides rubbing frankincense oil on the skin over the tumor, I also have cancer patients oil pull twice a day to help detox. And this unloads the burden on the liver that we want. And actually, next podcast will be on liver health, explaining oil pulling, coffee enemas, all sorts of health tips to keep your liver healthy.